Hello everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of Babus to Babus. I am your host, Babus. And I am also your host, Babus. <laughs> I thought we decided it was a uh, host and co-host. Oh, I'm not really sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be... Host, co-host? Right. I think so. But why would so you... When, so, if you say host, I should say, I'm also your co-host. Or no, I don't think it's also co-host because I'm not the co-host. So, then you reference yourself as host and I should reference myself as co-host? I, I don't know. We, we'll look it up to... Um, what's that? Logistics of it afterwards? Sure. But yeah, anywho, so um, today's topic is going to be about uh, just current current news, relatively current in a, in a sense, right? Yeah, there's just <laughs> a lot of random current <laughs> events. All right, talk so, about. so what's, the, what's the first topic that we're going to talk about today? Our first topic is going to be about Ellen. Ellen. Today is Ellen's uh, premiere for her, I believe, her 18th season, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, oh, just for everyone to know, this is <laughs> Ellen. Uh, Ellen DeGener- DeGeneres. Okay. <laughs> We're not just name dropping like this <laughs> Ellen person, random Ellen person here. Yeah, I guess there was some controversy uh, with Ellen DeGeneres um, where a few of her employees have come out saying that she's not the greatest boss and how she's been a bully. I wouldn't necessarily uh, contribute this to be like the greatest boss. It sounds to me like she was just uh, an asshole at her workplace. <laughs> it has nothing to do with her like position. It's just about her as a person. But I know there are also a few celebrities that have come out stating that she doesn't have... The most positive attitude because you know how on tv she promotes herself as the kind lady mm-hmm. and how she wants everyone to treat each other with kindness yet to her employees and to certain celebrities she treats them like dirt yeah and so i guess that's why there's this controversy around her but i wonder why why it took so long for me to come out you know no i think it was because of covid because when COVID happened, they couldn't uh, do their productions in the studio anymore. So she had to start doing production at her house. So she would have like maybe four or five people from her staff that would come and help her, uh, you know, do her Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm-hmm. And she was paying them, I guess, but she wasn't paying the other 200 staff that also worked at the DeGeneres show. Right, but that just means that she wasn't paying them. That doesn't mean that she's like a horrible, like... Because from, from the, the rumors that I've heard was that she was like horrible at the, at the show too. Oh, sure. But what I'm saying is that COVID is what made people start to speak out because... They weren't getting paid. They, you know, she had favorites where she was picking selected people to come to her home to work for her. Mm. Yet everyone else was just like, okay, whatever. Right. So she just like left him to dry. Right. And so then that's when some of them, some of the staffs started complaining. And uh, I believe Warner's Brothers 
had to mm-hmm. investigate the situation. I guess my biggest my biggest question is um does she like is she responsible for that decision? Uh you know, I don't just, know. Just because you're the host of the show, does that mean that you're also making payrolls? I mean, I don't think so, but I think you still have some power. So you said she could she could have uh, advocated for them sure. to be to be paid, but yep. I mean, ultimately, wouldn't it be up to like her, um, the executives who run the show to make that decision? I don't really know how their politics or hierarchy works in the industry, <laughs> but I mean, she did come out saying in today's episode that she was their boss, so. I mean, if you're taking that kind of responsibility, then. Right. But what was that's what I'm saying? Like, like there's, you know, like if you're working at a McDonald's or something like that and your boss, quote unquote boss, is technically your manager, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Your shift manager and stuff. I don't think they're responsible for your payroll. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they're responsible for paying you money. I think that's the um, the owners of the McDonald's to do that or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's multiple levels of bosses. I don't know. If I was your manager, see, the thing is, when I clock in at work and something is wrong with my, you know, um, timesheet, the person I approach is my boss. Right. And they're the ones that speak with HR or whoever that pays us. Right. So the, what I'm saying is that she could advocate to have her, um, I guess, not really em- her employees get paid, right? Sure. But ultimately, it's not her decision. I don't know how it works in the industry. Right. But the, from what I heard, I think. But I think, I think more she does. of the concerns are along the lines of her treating people unkind. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of what she preaches. She's basically seen as a bully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you could advocate. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that um, broke the the camel's back, right? It was the fact that COVID happened, and um, I believe in the beginning they were like getting paid uh, like very poorly, like seventy percent of what they usually get paid, and eventually drops down to thirty, and eventually drops down to like zero. I believe that was the, the progression of it, but ultimately it ended up being that like none of none of them gets paid. But I mean, it's kind of like I, I guess there was just a lot of confusion, and nobody knew what was going on, and Ellen wasn't doing anything about it. So, so then it just came out on her, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you really pay attention to her. I mean, I don't, I don't really watch Ellen as much, you know. So I'm just taking it from um, from the few, I guess, videos I've seen. Excuse me. That um, it seemed like yeah, like some of her, like she like I guess once the news came out that she was a bully, you know you could go back and reflect on the the way she does her jokes and stuff like that. You could kind of see, I guess that bully personality coming forward but hidden. So when I was, that's funny because when I was a freshman in college, that was what ten years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was really into watching Ellen. Right. I remember you were and so into it, Ellen. I would... Dance as she's coming down, dancing <laughs> Like, I wanted the, to the do crowd. all her challenge. Right. She had this da- dance challenge where um, 
you would have a friend that would record you and you can go out to like Walmart or somewhere in public and you would dance behind someone and you would submit those videos to Ellen and hopefully she'll like show your video on TV. But anyways, the point was that I was a really big fan of Ellen. Like she really catered to the female community (laughs) in regards to, you know, um, bringing a lot of like attractive male celebrities mm-hmm. and um, it drew a lot of uh, female attention so I really liked her I enjoyed watching her shows I thought she was funny you know she was different because she liked to dance and then over time I kind of just kind of what? stopped liking her why? What was, the, what was the uh I, I think the turning point was I remember her doing an interview. It was just it was an interview with um an an ordinary person. It wasn't a celebrity. It was just um I think she saw like one of their YouTube videos and invited them to come talk on her show. And she played a game with them and she basically started doing a lot of things to humiliate this person just to get a, a few laughs like like what the, what what is the um oh like like she has these games where um she'll throw like a pie at your face uh-huh. or she'll pour water over you uh-huh. and she would crack up as she's doing it because she thinks it's hilarious right and so because people like ellen they're like oh ha ha she's laughing so it must be funny. Right. You know what I mean? And I think when I noticed the way that she was treating some of her guests this way, in a humiliating way to kind of get laughs, Yeah. I don't know, it kind of lost my attention. And I know a lot of other comedians, they do that, right? But that that wasn't who Ellen was. So, so you're telling, so you're just saying like, Pretty much, uh, she would try to be funny at other people's expenses, but never her own. Right, but the thing was, she never did that. When I watched her 10 years ago, when I really liked her, that wasn't what she was known for. Mm -hmm. And then gradually, I guess, she couldn't find any other things, you know, to make people laugh that she had to... Do you believe to that. do you believe that like um this is was was who she was this whole time and as the years progressed she gained more power over her show I, and I then think, she could like have more say in the things that she does? I think it also has a lot to do with pressure. Cuz you can only be funny for so long and you have to be up to date, be current with your jokes, you know? And so I mean yeah, but that's also why you have writers. Well, then she needs to find some new writers because those jokes aren't funny. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would you do that to your, your guests, you know? Like, perfect example. If look at look at um, Conan. <laughs> right? Conan never relied on pieing <laughs> someone in the face, you know? And Conan's kind of, like, quirky in his own. Um, he's funny, you know, in his quirkiness. And I, it seems to me like... Uh, I... Oh, I guess how should I put this? Like uh, from all the in- interactions he has with his employees, I mean, in a sense, you could look at Conan and be kind of like he's kind of a bully too. Yeah. If you watch his <laughs> the way that he treats uh, his employees. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan. Jordan. Shalansky. Jordan Kaczynski. Shalansky or something yeah. like that. But I think, I think that maybe that he's an asshole on camera, 
Because I heard, like, behind camera, like, he's... He's actually he's, really good Right, guy. he's really, really nice. And it's kind of funny how it's the opposite. For Ellen. Right. Um, how on camera she seems like she's known as the kind lady, but then behind camera she's a complete bully. Yeah. But the thing is that that's, this is, like, not um, rare to find, apparently. Oh, sure. Because I've known people who's always talking about, like, uh, who, who else was, was kind of like that? I think it was Regis from Good Morning America when he was oh. on there. I heard people say that he was kind of an asshole, too. I mean. Where, like, he doesn't want anybody to talk to him, you know. I also heard that, it was, excuse me, I also heard that uh, um, Steve Harvey was like that. Like, he was like that at one point? I think or he, he still is? Yeah, I think he still is, like. He's t- like preaching to people, and I, I'm just this is just rumors, all right. I heard that like in the back, like backstage, um, he's very demanding, and you know when he's walking out or something like that, like no one needs, like no one can be in the hallway when he's walking out, something like that. I forgot it was either Steve Harvey or uh, someone else, but I'm just hearing that like usually these people, um, some of these hosts or or people on like these shows tend to be like very assholeish and you know I think off camera. Their ego starts to become so big that they start to act like that. You think so? I think so. I, I, I think I think in the beginning they probably all started as like humble people. But do you think that they've always been like egotistic? It's just that they didn't have power. Right. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that's what it is? Oh, that they've always been egotistic, right. but they just didn't have power. Right. So they couldn't. They couldn't bring that egotistic. F- no, forward. I, I I do believe in people being humble, and then all of a sudden, their fame or their power gets to their head, and then they become egotistic. You know, I find that hard to uh, agree with. Really? Yeah, because I heard like I heard, but I I believe in the saying where money doesn't make you. You know, money doesn't change you. It just really show who you really are. Oh, sure. You know, and I think yeah. that's the same thing with fame and uh, and power. It's just these are the people that really are inside. And now once they've gained enough power or um, money or fame, they become who they truly are. I believe that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're like from from humble backgrounds and stuff, that like even when you have money, you, you still tend to be humble. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, look at um, uh, what's the actor's name? Keanu Reeves. Come look, on. Keanu Reeves has a, <laughs> a long history of hardships. Okay. Right, but the thing is that even though he gained all this fame and fortune, he's still very humble. You know, I would be so sad if the day come out that Keanu Reeves was an asshole behind scenes. Oh, speaking of Keanu Reeves, a little insert here. I was watching a video of him on YouTube the other day with Halle Berry, and he was doing a um, a quick shootout. Oh, yeah, for his movie John Wick. Right. Yeah. Right. Have yeah. you seen that video? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he he like shot all the targets in like 16 seconds and he was still like oh that's not good enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah man. i was like wow john wick playing keanu reeves <laughs> you mean keanu reeves playing john wick <laughs> what if that's really who he is inside he was a john wick an assassin but it, it's crazy because um in the video Halle Berry was there and a couple girls were there and they were all cheering him on you know 
and um he never was gloated still, right and right. he was just like i still could have done better yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's that's probably what makes him so lovable you know that even though he's like so good already he still feels like he could be humble in a certain way and i just i don't know man all this news that came out about ellen is kind of like mm, you kind of see that you know you kind of see that personality come on TV, so whatever happens backstage might be true. You know, we're not there, so we can't confirm it, but right. it seems like like it because I mean, she even apologized for it, right? She oh yeah, did. she did. She she came on the show and she had her um, what do they call it when you you come on the show and you do your like little comedian bit. Her monologue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a brain fart. But yeah, it was during her monologue and she like talked about what happened during the summer with all this like controversy and she apologized. She said she took full responsibility for everything that was going on. She would try to do better. So But this is also uh, pertaining her three executive producers, right? Yeah, she had uh three producers that or I'm not sure if they were producers, but like they're pretty much like the three head, the yeah, three top dogs right. in her uh, mm-hmm. show. They left in August. Not really. I'm not sure why. Um, oh, I heard there was a lot of like sexual uh, allegations oh, against really? them, or like, oh. or like them very like just abusing their powers. Oh, probably. Yeah, and then that's why they're like, yeah, Ellen has a toxic workplace because mm-hmm. it's just not Ellen. But it's the three executives. It's all these other people in the top seats right, that are that, treating everyone like mm-hmm, like like crap, like, and HR is you know. not doing anything about mm-hmm. it. And it just seems to me like Ellen might have known about it too, mm-hmm. and it just, just kind of turned a blind right, eye until until they, they went to social media, and now it's like blowing up. Oh yeah, maybe. And now Twitch is the new co-executive producer. I know. <laughs> But who knows? But it seems to me like Ellen might not, um, the show might not last for very, very much longer. You think so? I I don't know. I feel like sometimes. I, don't know. I think she has a lot of fans. Yeah, that but. Might, might still be able to keep her afloat. But I feel like, um, you know, when you're running a big business, what, 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 um, channel or like overall, like, um, what's the term? The the Ellen the the Ellen TV show sits under, you know, like like ABC. Oh, um, I believe it's NBC. NBC, but but one of those yeah. those those giant businesses. Usually, when you start to have like a stain on your name, they start mm-hmm. to look at you in a certain way, and they don't want to right. Show your- and they don't want to like keep you on the show because right. they know that like wow, this is gonna hurt us in the long mm-hmm. run. So that's what I'm saying, like. I don't know if Ellen's gonna be able to pull through because the thing is that like ultimately at the end of the day it's like she could try to be better but is she really gonna be better though you know like she's only doing trying to be bet- better when she's caught in the act mm-hmm. but once the uh, limelight is gone from her then she's she's just gonna revert back to her old ways what Who do you knows? think You don't know. I no, I, I I agree with that. Um but I also think that her coming out with this public like apology, I think also puts a lot of pressure on her because now everyone's watching to see what she's gonna do. And if 
the workplace continues to be what it was, then yeah, I don't think she's gonna be able to. But I mean, there's no way that the workplace is gonna continue the way it is because she got caught already. So of course things are gonna change, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, man. Uh, once, once, like I said, once you get that that stain on your name, it's kind of hard to get it off. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Seems like you want to move on to the second topic. Um. So I guess the second topic that we can talk about is, what do you think about Joe Rogan moving to Austin? <laughs> oh. The big move to Austin. Well, the th- the reason why we're talking about the move to Austin is because we also live in Austin. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we've we've been down here for almost a year now. Exactly a year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. So I mean, we can't be like representing Austin, you know. <laughs> but uh, we we like Austin. We like the weather. That's like the main things because we you originally lived in Wisconsin, so we came down. You know, uh, to just try out new cities, and and also has a really nice weather. Traffic, it's a bit a uh, pain in butt, but I mean, California is way much worse. I mean, we can't we can't talk about California traffic because we've never been right. to California, but we are from the Midwest, and we used to travel to Chicago all the time, and traffic in Chicago is terrible, um, but. Austin is Chicago is nothing compared to Austin traffic. That's what I've learned. What do you mean by that? Like, like Chicago's like Austin worse. Austin traffic is worse than Chicago traffic. Oh, it's worse. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Oh, when I have to go to work in the morning, <laughs> it takes me literally some days an hour to get to work. I remember when I first started working down here on my first day, I made it to work in twenty minutes, and I'm like, okay, I'm not worried. You know, work is only like 10 miles away. And the next day I left on the same time and I didn't get to work until like an hour and 30 minutes later. That's how terrible traffic is. Hmm. So do you think that, oh, because I don't think we've never been in Chicago uh, rush hour. Oh, I've been in Chicago rush hour. Oh, okay. And like, you know, you still are able to get through Chicago during Chicago rush hour. Hmm. Do you think it's because of their, um, Infrastructure, that's why they're able to do that? Oh, yeah, because people take the subway, you know, people have the options to take the city bus, you know, people always try to live closer to where they work, you know, so a lot of that traffic is usually just outsiders, like people who live in the suburbs or people who live outside of the city that's traveling to work in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why there's traffic in Chicago. But in Austin, Everyone lives in Austin. That's true. You work in Austin, you know, so you have to travel in Austin. There's no subways. City bus here is terrible. Yeah, I mean, we've never been on the city bus, but from what I've seen. (laughs) I barely see any city buses. I barely see any city buses. When I'm out in the road. And it seems to me like there's only like two major like highways that run through Austin. Right. And everyone's trying to get on them, you know. And then you have 35 that cuts right through the middle of Austin. And if you take 35, you're going to be stuck on 35 for hours. So, that's you because better, so you better plan four hours in advance. That's because, like, all the other, like, meeting highways lead up to 35, right? And, like, everyone's trying to get on, like, from multiple. 
Well, the thing is, if you're trying to get to campus, you have to take 35. If you're trying to get to downtown, you have to take 35. Ah, okay. So those are hot spots, you know. But is there any other, like, highway that kind of go down there? Oh, sure. You could take the highways on the outskirts and then take small roads in, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you'll be dealing with small road traffic lights. (laughs) I guess. So. I don't know. But anyways, the topic is about Joe Rogan coming <laughs> to Austin. So, I mean, I think it's a good move for him. He has talked about it multiple times where um, he has always complained about California traffic and also the fact that, like, now they're imposing these crazy taxes on people. So he already made the move down to Austin already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's time for me to start my comedy career, you know? <laughs> I think that I, I think that I could do it. Go to the um, visit these these comedy clubs. Maybe have a chance to run into Joe Rogan. You know, might have a chance to go on his podcast. <laughs> Why do you think he came to Austin of all the like cities? He could have gone to maybe Chicago. He could have gone to New York. He could have gone somewhere to like Florida, Miami. But he chose to come to Austin. I think Austin is. Well, you gotta look like this too. Like you gotta look at the like comedi- the comedic um, hotspots across the U.S. Sure. And Austin has one of the better comedian uh, grove, or like comedian uh, comedy it's clubs. Up and coming, yeah. You know, uh, not not necessarily that, but I know that they do have one comedy club that's like very well known that people go to a lot. Yeah. So that maybe like swayed his decision a lot. Um. It's close to. It's still kind of relatively close to California. I don't. I don't know any other like places that that uh, has a like a hot co- comedy popular commodity. Not commodity. <laughs> comedy. Oh, oh, comedy. Right, comedy. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't know what's. Uh, what's the word? It's not population. It's kind of like a comedy. Niche. Not niche. It's like people. Comedy people. Comedians? <laughs> Not comedians, but it's a way to put it. Comedy population? Right, but it's another... Comedian population? No, it's, a, it's another term. Um, Whatever. I, I, I can't think of the, uh, <laughs> the term. It's like slipping my mind. But yeah, I think that the, the next big, like closest um, a contender to California in terms of comedy is New York. And New York is just as bad as um, California. You talk about traffic. So that's probably why he went to Austin. I think he bought a house here, right? Yeah, I'm pretty he sure. Bought a house he, like he's like officially settled. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's up in a farm somewhere, like on the outskirts of Austin. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to move to the inner city. Of, you don't of think Austin. he moved into like the Bee Cave area where Matthew McConaughey lives? No, <laughs> I don't. Maybe, who knows? But. I don't think Joe Rogan's that kind of type, though. I think he rather would, like, have his own land. Because back in, um, back when he was living in California, he was always talking about his chickens. You know? Mm-hmm. So he has chickens, and he was always talking about how, like, coyotes are, uh, were breaking in and eating his chickens and stuff like that. So I think he would, like, prefer to keep that lifestyle. Right. So that's probably why he, like, I'm pretty sure he bought a farm and not moving to inner cities. Apparently, it says here, oh, yeah, it says here, 
two real estate sources have confirmed that Joe Rogan purchased a home along Lake Austin in Austin, Texas. That's Bee Cave area. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's but, where all the expensive homes are, like expensive mansions, like celebrities live. So Matthew McConaughey lives over in that area. Who's the um, jewelry lady I was telling you about? Uh, I don't remember. <sighs> I don't remember. <laughs> Not Kate Spade. Um, but anyways, that yeah, right. yeah, that yeah. And now, uh, seems like Elon might be coming down here, too. Oh, see? His home is reportedly near homes owned by Sandra Bullock, an Austin billionaire, John Paul DeJour. Okay, so we get it. He lives in the, the um, what do you call those? Mansions. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in the hill mansions. Yeah. From one hill to another, right? <laughs> the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> but yeah, but Elon's gonna be coming down here too. Oh yeah, he's moving his entire Tesla corporation. Has that been here. confirmed? Oh yeah, he already purchased the lot. I think it's like two hundred thousand square. <laughs> no, I don't oh. know. It's a big lot. All I know is he's already purchased it, and like they've already cleared the fields, like getting ready to build. Have Tesla. you seen it? I've I've read it on um the news. Right, but you, do you know where exactly in Austin that's gonna um, be? I don't know exactly where. Let's see. But I do know that like he he got a good incentive to come to Austin, though. Right. Like he's already made a deal. He's already purchased a lot. I, I recall that like the um, that that Texas was willing to give him a big old tax cut if he moves his whole production down here. That's kind of crazy, because Austin does have a like a big um, Tesla population too. Where right? Where like you know you're just driving around, you see Tesla everywhere. Well, I won't say everywhere, but like you know, it's not surprising to see a Tesla uh, being driven. Whereas if you go if you go more towards like you know back in Wisconsin, like it's, it was rare to see a Tesla on the road. It doesn't say where, but it does show the lot, and that's a pretty big. Wow. Pretty big piece of property, and apparently he's going to build it to look like the future. Where well, solar panels and everything? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Elon's all about that. Solar panels, battery powered. I mean, I'm just waiting for the day that there's more um, recharging stations before I decide to purchase a Tesla. Right. But, I mean, I would, you know, eventually like to own a Tesla. Because I, I feel like that's where the future of um, motor vehicles is going. Won't be motors anymore. Be electric vehicles. Uh, I've never been like a car fanatic, but after seeing a Tesla in person, I really like how sleek it looks. Mm-hmm. And 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 Teslas aren't that uh, expensive either. It's relatively they're, affordable. Yeah, I think they're the same size or the same price as. Any, any other, other car. Yeah, any other, like, brand new one. So, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of things that's, gonna, that's happening in Austin. Austin seems to be up and coming. Even, even because I, I remember people, um, well, especially your coworkers, talking about how, like, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Austin was, like, not as big now. Oh, yeah. And it's been like, exploding exponentially. And now that uh, Joe Rogan's down here, uh, and also Elon. Oh, just speaking of which. Scene was what I was 
uh, the world I was, I was thinking of. Oh, a comedy scene. Yeah, the comedy scene down here is pretty good. Okay, that's we're way past that. <laughs> I know, topic but right I'm now. just I just want to come back. Okay, that that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, I think Tesla coming down here is gonna give people a lot of jobs. Yeah, and that's gonna make other people come down here too. Mm-hmm. So Austin's gonna and explode it's just gonna it again. Become really expensive to live here. So you're saying we should get real estate ASAP. <laughs> This would be a good time to get real estate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what's what's next on the uh, the chopping blocks? So the next topic is about a new what Netflix show? Nef- Netflix? Uh, new is canceled, though. No, is it? I don't know. I've I've heard a couple things about it being canceled. How is it being canceled? Anyways, the show is actually called Cuties. It's not a show. It's a movie. movie. Oh, is it a movie? About yeah. Show? Okay. It's a movie. It's a movie called. It's a French Cuties. movie. And it's about a twelve-year-old girl who wants to become a dancer. Wants to become a twerker. Let's just be real here. <laughs> it's a twelve-year-old girl trying to twerk her way to to uh, to freedom. It's a very. It's a twelve-year-old girl in a very conservative family that um, decides that she wants to pursue a. Twerking quote, dream, a quote dancing career with other twerkers, <laughs> other twelve year old twerkers. Ah man, I don't know. I, I didn't want to touch on this subject. I know that this was a big topic like about a month ago, but I saw uh, a picture of the 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 um, the cuties. Yeah, I I didn't. I've never heard of it until you mentioned it today. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to talk about it, but I feel like you know we should at least say something about it, but. I didn't want to watch the show because it's just like I can't find a good reason to watch the stuff, the, uh, the movie. You know, like, <laughs> like I can't justify a good reason. It's like, am I going to enjoy this movie? If I enjoy this movie, what does that make am me? Gonna, am I going to enjoy watching 12-year-olds twerk? Yeah, right, exactly. And, you know, I think the people who watch the movie are going to talk about that's exactly what the movie is about, which is what I, uh, I'm hearing that... It's about um, grown-ups exploiting their or exploiting kids for for ben- for their benefits, and I think that's what the movie's about. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't justify myself watching that movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw like I saw the the picture, and I was the like cover. Netflix. Yeah. Right, you know the cover, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I think on the cover there were literally four little girls in like like, um, bikinis, one piece suits. I thought it was two piece. Oh, was it two piece? I don't know. It's like a top and then like uh, shorts, like short shorts. And they were in these like twerking like dance positions. They were posed in these twerking dance positions. Right, and the thing is that the weird part is that. I heard that like the French cover was nowhere like explicit as yeah, the that's, Netflix yeah, one. Yeah, when you told me about the movie Cuties, I looked it up on Netflix and the cover was very conservative. It was just a little girl on the front cover. Right. And then you said, no, 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 there's an even more controversial cover so then i went and googled it and that's when i saw the cover that of the was four. the original one <laughs> that's when i saw the cover of the four little girls in their in their you know two piece. dance poses <laughs> supposedly but it makes no sense because okay so <clears throat> this is what i was thinking 
somewhere along the line, Netflix had agreed to use that as the cover picture, the more explicit one. And what were they thinking? Like, they they knew of the original French cover, and then they went and changed it to the more explicit one for the U.S. audience. Were they thinking that that one was going to sell it? I, th- I mean, okay, look. Given how the end result happened, it got a lot of uh, press. And maybe in the end, that's what they were trying to shoot for. That it's going to cause, you know, uh, this uproar about exploiting kids and, like, um, pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Promoting the movie to pedophiles that they they actually promoted the movie <laughs> the way they, they intended to. Do you think Netflix knew what the movie was about? I don't think Netflix be paying attention to half the stuff that they they're doing. Like, given the amount of movies that are coming out, nah, who am I kidding? That big of an industry, I'm pretty sure they knew what the movie's about. So apparently the movie Cuties, according to this um, article, it says here that the film won, has won a few global accolades. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a French film. And they brought it over to Netflix for the U.S. And the French, right. And it's, it's, it has won awards but the big the big um problem with it is that they used that very explicit cover to try to sell the movie or like in a way to try to promote like uh pedophiles to watch mm-hmm. it they're saying here that the people that are who are speaking out about this movie are people who haven't seen the movie they're just basing it off of the cover right which is what my i was saying earlier where the movie is speaking about that problem that's what i'm thinking the movie is going where like they're talking about like that's exactly what the movie is about <laughs> about them exploiting kids and how that's wrong right you know so the movie in itself has a clear conscience it's just that my problem is what was netflix thinking using that cover when they had a perfectly good cover when it was in France. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I got you. Sorry, my mind was off somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying this movie is meant to be, you know... So it's like a pedophile could just easily browse through Netflix, see a photo of little girls, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, ooh, here's a very explicit cover... I'm interested. Right. And it sparks their interest. And now they want to watch it. Right. Because Netflix is kind of promoting that explicit like, Hey, check out this image. new movie, right. Cuties. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the, I, my problem is not with the movie. <laughs> my problem was with Netflix's decision to use that as a cover. And then, you know, like I said, I think that in hindsight, it was a genius move that got some heat. But they got a lot of publicity Mm -hmm. for the heat. So, you know, you know what they say, there's no such thing as bad press. That's true. You know, so, I mean, I think in hindsight, it was very smart, but I don't know. Like, was that their thinking? That's giving them too much credit. I feel like they, they were trying to promote it to someone, 
you know, to some some sort of group and catch their attention. I don't know, man. It just seems to me like it's kind of awkward and weird that Netflix would be would do something like that. You know, I'm I'm not surprised considering some of the news um, about you remember about Wayfair, mm. the furniture online oh, store, yeah. and how they were selling these uh, cabinets for like fifteen thousand dollars, knowing that no one's gonna buy these cabinets for fifteen thousand dollars, but the code names for these cabinets were. Girls' names. Well, I don't think it was even the code name. It was legitimately oh, yeah. the girls' names <laughs> right, right on there. Right. But the thing is that, like, uh, but Wayfair didn't have the. It's like uh, they gave the power to list things up to the customers, right. you know, so they could have gone in and posted up their own things. Whereas the Netflix one, it's like employees mm-hmm. did that, you know. That's a different. Whereas in Wayfair, like if Wayfair uh, employees were posting up those things, and I'd be like, okay, something's up, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Wayfair is like completely um, innocent, mm-hmm. you know. Who knows? It could be the employees doing that stuff. But I mean, it's just kind of weird that like after all these news of uh, pedophiles and stuff coming out. All of a sudden, Netflix just drops a movie about it, you know? About a twerking competition? Yeah, but, uh, yeah a 12-year-old twerking competition. Like I said, man, I, I just... I can't find a good reason to watch the movie. There's no reason for you to watch that movie. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> so if I would have told you I saw the movie Cutie, you would be looking at me like, what is up with this dude? Like, why, why are you watching a, movies, a movie named Cutie? You know? Kind of awkward. But yeah. Uh, so it just kind of makes a question like, what, what's, what's the agenda here? You know, like, what, what, what's Netflix trying to do? Right. That's why people are not necessarily boycotting per se. I think, I guess they are boycotting. There's the hashtag cancel Netflix because of it, you know? Uh, I don't mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird. That's what I'm saying. Anything else on the chat blocks? No, I think that's it as far as current events. What do you think of um, the baby reveal, gender reveal? Oh, gender reveal in California that yeah. caused the forest fire? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I hope they get the punishment that they <laughs> deserve what, what's the punishment i don't know i think they're it's like five years in prison with like a big fat fine five years in <laughs> yeah. prison that's it well I, well i don't know um well, well i'm saying what would you that, like to but, see oh what would be fair to start five years in prison five years in prison that's fair for you no someone who starts a forest fire that that like engulfs California and destroying I, I, millions of property. Do they have signs up that says no, like fire causing? Do they need signs? Okay, sure. They have a, sh- a whole show about that. His name is Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> how how would you punish someone though? Because it wasn't like it was just one person who did it. It was a group of them. So would you punish all of them? Yes, dishonor, to all of them. 
Dishonor to you Dishonor to your cow All of them I I I don't know I don't know what kind of punishment would be appropriate I think Like 10 years 15 10, years 10-15 years in prison Yeah Plus they have to pay back for all the damages Hell no they're <laughs> not gonna pay back for all the damages You're crazy That's millions You know hundreds of millions of damages they've caused over a gen- I, I don't there's no price for stupidity that's all i know <laughs> like i don't know what the 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 um punishment is but i i would what, like like 15 years wow because things like they affected lives by doing this you know people lost their homes mm-hmm. years of their lives i missed this pandemic too it's i know crazy didn't California Plus, you shouldn't even be out hosting any party. You should be at home social <laughs> distancing. And it's like, why would you use like flammable uh like explosions to do a gender reveal? So what exactly were they trying to do? Like shoot a rocket that would burst into like the color blue or the color pink? I don't know. I think it was like a, it was supposed to be like a, a giant explosion that exploded into the color. Yeah, I think they they need a good punishment. These gender reveal uh, events need to relax. I think they're doing... It was a trend that started, like, in the 2000s, right? No, it just started, like, last year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was kind of recent, but it's kind of like, relax, you know? Just do the balloon popping color. Right. Just cut a cake and have, like, You're M&Ms right. spill out or something. But now they got, like, freaking, They have to be, you know, like, out of the box. They have to fly... Extravagant. <laughs> ...on rockets to outer space, look down, and America is either red or blue. You know, it's like, what is... That would be pretty good, actually. No, that is... Yeah, red with fire, you know, blue I wonder with, I what know. the gender was. <laughs> Whatever it was, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's a pretty new trend that started happening now with all the woke generation. Um, they're trying to get rid of this trend. Just keep the trend, but just <laughs> just put a limit on it. Jesus, what? The, why do you need to blow things up? You know, like I I I've I've seen it start to like. Uh, Escalate and like become this huge thing because you know it just got crazy and crazy. Like it started with the cake cutting, the balloon popping, you know, the um, what was those confetti shooting things mm-hmm. that shoots the color out, and then it started to get crazy, you know, like uh, tons of people dressing up in a certain color, you know, and then it starts to like people blowing things up, and there's yeah, and one thing led to another. And now, yeah, now this California's gender, on fire. There's this gender trend, and then there's also the um, uh, baby moon trend, where you know when you have a baby, you're supposed to go on this baby moon with your wife. It's kind of like honeymoon. <laughs> and then there's also this push present trend that they're doing. Have you heard of this? No. So, Why would I keep up with things like this? <laughs> so there's this, I guess it started in Australia, but there's this push present sh- trend where the husband has to buy their wives a gift for giving birth. Is it a trend or is this like a, um, 
a what's that word? I think I think it was a cultural thing right, in Australia. Right, right. And then like people in America started picking it up because I mean, who doesn't want a gift mm, right. for pushing or you know for giving birth? And so now it's like becoming this new thing. So people are doing it in America. Oh, I know you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> But these, like, push presents are extravagant. Like, it's not one of those, you know, I'm just going to take you out to eat. It's that you better get me, like, a $15,000 diamond necklace or a new diamond ring or a brand new car. These push presents are extravagant. Right. It's kind of like those anniversary, like, like 10-year anniversary presents. Is it? I don't... It's what I'm saying. I don't like, know. I don't. I don't even know what a ten year anniversary present is, is well, like. I'll tell you right now, it ain't gonna be one. I mean, I mean, it's definitely <laughs> not you showing up with flowers. You know, like damn, love. That's not what a push. Love is not is. enough. Apparently not. Love is not enough. No, I haven't heard of this. Yeah. I mean, all for it. If people want to celebrate, you know, um, certain things, I, I'm fine with it. No, no, the baby. But, but I think that also adds a lot of like pressure into relationships. It's adding a lot but of. But the like, thing is, it's like that's up to the couples to decide, right? Or are because you? Because then now it's becoming the social norm. Because then if I had a friend who's pregnant and they give birth, it's going to be, oh, hey, so what did your boyfriend, or sorry, not boyfriend, maybe boyfriend, who knows, but what did your husband get for you for pushing that baby out? Now it's going to become this new social norm. And it's like, oh, all I got were flowers. All I got was love <laughs> and devotion. <laughs> Sorry, that's not enough. But you know what I mean? Now it's like just new social expectations, yeah. new pressure added into relationships. That's probably just going to cause even more problems, more uh, stress. I yeah, I don't know, man. These materialistic trends. So what is the baby moon? Is it like when you find out you're pregnant and then you guys go on no, this trip? No, baby moon is after you give birth and then you go on a trip. It's kind of like giving oh. the mom or, you know, giving the wife that just given birth opportunity to, like, relax. That's, yeah. that's basically it. Shouldn't you not be traveling? <laughs> I mean, not right now, but what I'm saying no, is... No, no, I'm talking about, like, after you give birth. I mean, after you give birth, I mean... It wouldn't make sense to go on a baby moon because you can't have sex anyways. Whoa, that's what you think of? <laughs> yeah. That's where you go? That's the first thing you think of? Nasty. Because when you think of a honeymoon, it's usually, okay, you get married and you go on a honeymoon. And what do you do with your honeymoon? Uh, travel the world? <laughs> Damn. You go on vacation and you have sex. <laughs> Damn, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's what you do at a honeymoon. And so when I think of a baby moon, I'm like, okay. You give birth, now you're going on this vacation, but you're going to be bleeding everywhere. You had just literally split yourself half open. How are you going to have sex? Yeah, let's not talk about that aspect of it. I don't want to even think about that. Ugh. <laughs> that is gross. Why would you? This topic is ruined. All right, so um, catch you guys next time on the next episode of Babus to Babus. <sighs> really? <laughs> I, I have to think of this now going to bed. Thanks well, a lot. Well, that's the truth. That's reality. Well, we, we ain't going to go to no baby moon. I'm not looking under the hood okay, when we go on this sure, baby sure. moon, all right? Whatever. Jesus. Way to end. <laughs>
<laughs> we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.